What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to Fantasy Timeline, episode 111, uh, with my main man, Drew. What's up, Drew? Oh, not much. Just making it through the holidays. It's been, <laughs> uh, it's been a fun time. But Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, uh, I always think we're going to get more uh, relaxation during the holidays than we end up getting, uh, for whatever reason. So, um, yeah. I guess uh, we're missing Josh again, so obviously you guys can see that. So it's going to be a uh, another uh, potentially shorter episode. We'll see how it goes. Um, Josh is under the weather, so we hope you get better, brother. Um, so you're ready for the new year. Yeah, happy new year, everybody. Too. Yeah, this is uh, an exciting time. Uh, 2021 seemed to be very short to me, but it was. Yeah, I'm glad Agreed. it's over. Yeah. But, um, all right, so I guess we will get to the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and why don't we start out with you, Drew, with your good? Uh, I'll give everybody a preview. I'm, I'm all quarterbacks this week. Uh, <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious uh, which direction we're going for good. Got Joe Burrow, who set a franchise record for yards and is uh, about to eclipse uh, all of Andy Dalton's season-long yards and touchdowns here, especially with the extra game, I would think he would. Uh, you know, personally, I hope he does it this week and uh, does it in a 16 16 week span as well. Right. Um, but really, really great to see him continue to to do well there. Uh, excited for him. I know there were some mixed reviews when he got drafted, number one overall with just the one year uh, record year uh, as a senior, but. Some doubters still wondering if it would translate or if there was enough body of work there to, to make it in the NFL. And, uh, man, it was cool to see a couple of the clips in the locker room afterwards, handing out game balls and kind of building with performance upon performance and going through. Uh, you know, Tyler Boyd had a, had a solid, solid game. And then you have Jamar Chase with over 100 yards. Uh, no touchdown, though. but uh, And then ultimately T. Higgins, uh, huge, huge game for Burrow. So... Um, really excited for him and, uh, hopefully for everybody that has him this week coming up, he, he does an encore for everyone. Yeah, man, that was just crazy. Like I saw they broke or he got broke 500 yards and then they, um, or they called it back, said it was an incomplete pass. So then I figured out he's not going to hit 500 and all of a sudden like he hits 525. Um, so it was, uh, I mean, it was just monstrous. Like they just have, uh, Baltimore's number man like I mean he's he's destroyed them both times and um yeah I agree with you with the record like it's just so every record is gonna get broken now and it's just like a way for the NFL to build more hype and say you know talk about these guys being all-time greats and you know it's just as a older uh um fan you know I'm starting to get to that point where you're like I'm like you guys don't know how good you know so and so was or whatever yeah. like like those guys all the marks are just going to be, you have an extra, you know, 6% of games to, uh, to break these records every year and career records also, yep. you know, that'll yep. add up when you have a long career, almost another season if you play 15 years. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see which records hold up, um, you know, the stand the test of time. I mean, I think that, um, you know, there's probably some, uh, Iron Man ones that will stand the test of time. I'm not sure how many um, passing records will stay um, as is. But yeah. um, I did miss something. Um, the Eliminator, uh, we had uh, 
the timeline eliminator, which I did not review to see who won it. Uh, Drew, do you know who won it? Uh, I. I deleted that from MFL so I could have one less <laughs> look to look at, at about We're six awful. weeks ago. <laughs> we are terrible. I should have looked earlier when I put that uh, on the I'm going to pull it up right now. Um, uh, I know in the junkies, uh, I I lost a close one to Larry Monkey. He got me by about 11 points. Uh, thank you, Steve. Yes, not not him in the eliminator here for us. Uh, Arthur, that's awesome. Um, yeah, quite a, quite a trek to get to week 16 and actually beat everyone. Um, so it was... Uh, it was a fun season, and uh, you, you're donating some stuff. Did I see you're, you're getting some swag for some people, Bill? Yeah, like before, when we did the draft, I had I said that I would buy um, T-shirts from uh, ffpodshirts.storeonv.com um, for the first, second, and third place team, and then also for um, the first team eliminated. So, um, so yeah, I've, I've been in contact with... Um, Everybody is asking me to donate it to somebody else. So um, uh, Rocky was the first one eliminated. He told me to donate it to Jay, who's in the eliminator. Uh, Steve uh, was finished in the top three, actually finished second. And um, he told me to send a shirt to Short Logic. Um, uh, Lindsay told me to donate the money to um, a local charity by me and arthur he left our league chat like in october and i i dm'd him on twitter but i haven't heard back from him so we'll see what he what he decides or if i ever hear from him um Sorry, but if arthur. i don't if i don't hear from him let's say by the end of uh the regular season i'll probably just uh, donate it to a charity somewhere locally um so love that love that group that we're in uh the ftc chat so hit us up if you want to join I know the uh, the off season here will be a little bit different. A lot of speculation, some fun there, but a lot of life chat as well. So, uh, shout out to that crew and making this year fun in so many different ways. And also another eliminator in um, Andrew Hall's eliminator. Um, it was me and Josh in the finals, and Josh uh, kicked me in the tail. So Josh was the victor there. Nice. So Pretty cool. And uh, Larry Monkey, um, who beat you, congratulations on your baby boy who was born today. So um, very Hustle exciting pop. for you. And congrats, my man. That's awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. He, he just did a pod like two nights ago for, uh, yeah, for, uh, <laughs> for Justin's, Justin's birthday. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. fantastic. Yeah. So uh, pretty, pretty cool. So it's, it's fun playing with all those guys, a lot of good people. And um that's why we do this, honestly. So, um, and the the competitiveness of the uh, football, which is fun. I think you and I have a final this uh, this week. We do. Yeah. I, I was uh, very very surprised uh, to open it up and see. Uh, I guess you know Alvin Kamara hurt a lot of people this week. Yes, like we went in down twenty or something like that, and we had Waddle and they had Kamara and. Um, Thank you, Miami offense being so non-prolific. Um, it was just incredible. So, yeah. I mean, the worst the worst team won, and I'll be honest with you. Like, Dynasty Theory just smashed yeah. this league this year. So, it's uh, it kind of hurts when you see, the, like, the best teams not win. But we've all felt that before, I'm sure. So, yeah. um, I'll take it. Anyway, um, so, yeah, I'll get to my best. Um my best or good, 
I guess is the correct uh, term for this. Um, Mark Andrews, um, eight for eight catches, 125 yards and a touchdown. Um, and it's not necessarily just this, um, this week, you know, I mean, he's been doing it consistently every week. Like he's going to win so many people or they, he got so many people into the finals. There's no doubt about it. And, and he's done this with three different quarterbacks. I mean, it's like, he is just like all purpose. Like it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Um, as long as they are, you know, adequate at best, then, um, he's going to do what he does. And I mean, it's, he's turning it like maturing into this tight end one, um, or tight end two, you know, he's the top, he's going to be a top three tight end for the next probably five, six years. So, um, it's pretty, uh, pretty cool to see. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, even when their offense isn't doing anything, it seems like he's still putting, putting up those points. So, Good fantasy player right there. Yeah, I didn't have enough of him early on, and uh, I hope he takes a week off because uh, Lindsey Kennedy has him in in our OG league, and I need all the help I can get this week. Yeah, so and that was uh, another thing that I meant to bring up was uh, that final matchup. So congrats to you and Lindsey for making the finals. Lindsey's been dominating all year. So, oh, my God. Um, I'm kind of rooting for her. You know, offense, Drew. Um <laughs> You know, I would be too. Well, it's win-win either way, right? Because if she beats me, she she comes on the pod here. Soon, yeah, that's so. right. That's a win-win. I don't yeah. know if she agreed to that, but like that, we've we've made that the rule. We've established it. <laughs> <laughs> You're the commissioner. Yeah, there we go. So yes, it's been decided. Um, okay, so my bad is um, Julio Jones, um, kind of going out Ooh. with a whimper, uh, one catch, seven yards, um, and then now he's got COVID. So. Um, you know, just for the excitement uh, for, you know, maybe they're going to start passing the ball more uh, in Tennessee and, you know, Julio and AJ Brown just being this incredible one, two punch. And, um, you know, I, I hope this isn't the demise of Julio, but it just seems like these injuries are just catching up with him. And it just seems like he's always getting battered. Um and he's missing games or he's always playing hurt. And then you don't know if you should start him. And, you know, it's just, it seems like that's been the case for like the last three years. And when you get a full game from him, he usually produces. Uh, unfortunately this year, he hasn't really produced even with full games. So, yeah. Um, you know, hopefully it's just one of those years. I mean, we've seen wide receivers go through those and then the next year they're back to who they were. Um, it's kind of tougher to believe that at, you know, when you're in your, close to mid thirties, you know, <laughs> lower to mid thirties. And, uh, you know, he's, he's arguably the best wide receiver, um, you know, in the last 20 years. So, um, you know, it's kind of sad to see maybe if he does end up going out like this. Yeah. You hope not. You hope he takes the off season gets right. And, uh, you know, maybe gets one more good serviceable year. Um, you know, a lot of people I think tried to pick him up, a little bit cheaper in the off season or made some moves and uh, yeah, definitely got let down this year, but yeah, you hope for a, a guy like that. Who's been a really consummate veteran. Who's really been a staple of his, his team that he gets uh, another chance to go out and hopefully end on his terms and not like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh let's hope. Um, what's your bad. Uh, so sticking with the quarterback theme uh, I'm looking at Ben Roethlisberger, who I think we've all been just watching, kind of degrade over the last year or two. 
23 of 35. So hard to believe his arm held up for 35 passes, but they were just behind the whole game uh, for 159 yards. And he got a touchdown, but it was, it was such a garbage time touchdown. Uh, hard to even count that. Um, so yeah, just, just see the deterioration there. It makes me uh, in, in the leagues that I have Pittsburgh pass catchers next week or this week coming up. I am, I'm so scared to start uh, any of them confidently. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking at, uh, you know, I'm, I'm second guessing myself all over the place with guys like Deontay Claypool. Um, I think really it's just uh, Najee that I would probably feel okay playing, and hopefully he's my RB too. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a pretty pretty bad turnout, and you know the Browns are going to come in tough on Monday night, and, uh, and we'll see what happens there. Yeah, so 35 passes, so he averaged less than five yards per attempt. Um, that's just horrendous and you know I, I think I'm a little more confident in playing Deontay just because of the volume um and P, you know PPR you're just you're gonna probably get 10 targets for him um so I, I'm probably I'm plugging him in wherever I have him and you just sure. gotta hope for the best I guess but um if he's my wide receiver one I'm not feeling super confident so yeah it's yeah. uh totally a uh that whole offense now really like because their yeah. defense is getting just destroyed on the you know in the run game so like it shortens the game so much and then you know there you got less possessions and with that inefficient offense it's just uh it's a little scary now yeah uh who's your uh ugly uh, if this guy didn't start this week i think roethlisberger would have been my ugly but <laughs> Uh, watching Ian book walk into the Miami defense um, pick six on the first play, 135 yards. Uh, you feel bad for the kid. Uh, you know, feel it's gotta be tough for his parents sitting there in the stands watching this uh, after watching him probably have mostly success through his entire career. Uh, such a reality check going from college to the NFL. Uh, but you know, credit to him. He got back up uh, after that pick six and you saw him on the sideline, his body language was still, positive, ready to go back in uh, and try to make things happen. And really, I thought the Miami game might turn into the Dallas game based on the the early part, uh, but it stayed close. And, you know, he got his reps in. He got some chances to, to try to make a few plays. Um, but, yeah, I think it's typical when you come in midseason as a rookie and uh, just trying to pick up. And it, it, Saints are in a tough spot overall. So uh, I think all the chatter was trying to figure out if you could get the, the Miami defense if he didn't already. Uh, going into that game, but uh, hopefully it gets better for him from there. And we'll see, uh, you know, see if he gets a couple good games before the end of the season. And if he's got a shot to fight for something next year, or if he'll just uh, kind of take the, the next year and, and sit and learn as well. I mean, you almost hope that that's the case, right? Like, I mean, he's, he comes into the season as the number four uh, quarterback and all of a sudden he's thrust into an important game against probably the hottest defense in the NFL. I mean, I think that, I saw a graphic during that game that their average, like over the last X number of games, they're allowing 12.3 points or something. So like you're going into a very, very difficult situation. And, and then you get one unlucky bounce for that pick six kind of, you know, where that got deflected by the defensive lineman. And, um, you know, he made the right read. He made the right throw. It just got, you know, just redirected perfectly to a DB and um, off we go. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's a tough one and, and I don't, I don't think he's going to have to vastly improve, um, to become a, 
NFL quarterback, you know, I mean, he might end up becoming like a, the backup to, to somebody. I think that's probably a ceiling um, unless something, you know, clicks ridiculously. Yeah. Uh, my ugly was Melvin Gordon. Um, seven carries for uh, minus four yards uh, and then one reception for four yards. So he had eight touches for a net of zero. Um, that's tough when you're in the playoffs and the semifinals and you have Melvin Gordon and you think you got to play him probably because he's probably your RB two in some leagues and, you know, maybe you're flexing others. And, um, unless you're a major zero RB guy and, um, or girl and, um, they're your RB one or he's your RB one, but you know, it's just one of those rough games. That's just like, man, that just destroys a team. I mean, you get a, a net zero for a, a running back where you think running backs are going to at least get you six, seven points with, you know, any sort of volume. Um, but it looked like that whole game. It was just a, a slug, you know, like a, oh. or a trudge, like nobody, nothing, they couldn't get anything going. <laughs> um, they need a quarterback. Yes, they do. Severely. <laughs> yes, so, they do. Um, Drew Lack is not it. I don't care what his nickname is. <laughs> Maybe he'll find another profession. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. So that's our good, bad, and ugly. Uh, so we're going to, uh, you know, go to what we saw on the timeline. Um. Okay, the first tweet that we pulled up is from Matthew Morris at peak FF nine. Uh, this is a trade, a 12 team, two QB dynasty trade. Uh, Travis Etienne or Rojo, Jerry Judy, and a 23 third. What do you think, Drew? Man, that's tough. Um, if, if I'm contending, I definitely want the Rojo side. I want the guy that's playing and has a good shot to put up points this week. Uh, I, I've toyed with trying to go after Rojo in a couple of leagues to see if I can kind of reinforce a, a pretty weak RB stable in a couple of places. But um, I think overall, I'm, I'm fine taking Judy, who I know is, uh, you know, he's still a young wide receiver. He's a good player. Uh, if and when they get a good quarterback, he could be uh, unlocked, so to speak. Uh, so I would take the value there for the long term. Who knows what will happen next year with new coach, new staff in Jacksonville. Um, seems like James Robinson is probably out of the picture for a while at least. Um, so who knows where, you know, they'll go with that if they draft somebody new, if they bring another veteran in. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, it's just a tough, tough injury to come back from the ATN had. Um, so yeah, I, I would be fine taking Rojo and if he's usable now, great. He gets you points. Uh, and then I'll take Judy in the long term as well there. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I was never a big ETN guy. Um, and I think I, I leaned James Robinson even when um, after the draft. I mean, I just felt like he was a better true running back. Um, now you have a, a guy who might be a, a misfit toy in the next offense. Um, and so we'll see what happens there. But I agree. I think Judy's the best piece in this. Um, and again, it's just, it kind of goes back to the last comment I made about, they just need a quarterback and Judy looks fine. I mean, he, he looks like an NFL wide, wide receiver. Maybe he's a wide receiver too. You know, maybe like 
low RB or wide receiver two, high wide receiver three kind of guy. But I mean, that's better than, um, you know, that's better. I think potentially better than what you get out of ETN. So, and I agree with you. This is probably most definitely a playoff push for somebody. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, I, I think I agree with you there. All right. Uh, uh, the next question uh, from Nick Whalen at, at underscore Nick Whalen, uh, trading Amon Ross St. Brown. What would you pay to acquire him in dynasty? A mid first, late first, early second, mid second. Uh, what do you think, Drew? Uh, if I'm if I'm playing again this week and I can get him this week to help me in my championship run, uh, I'll pay an early second for him. I'm probably not going much beyond that. If we can get a package deal to work out, um, I would feel good about making something that's you know maybe an, an aging piece or a draft pick um, in addition. So maybe I would give a first if I was getting him and a, a late second back or something like that. Um, so I have another shot in case he fizzles out next year. I know there's a lot of question marks around. Do they bring a veteran in? Who do they draft, uh, et cetera. But I think he's, he's done enough for me that um, he's moving into a, I've seen you do it kind of a, a realm. Uh, granted, I mean, there are guys like Darius Slayton that people comp him to. And uh, I got burned by him a while ago, overdrafted him for a couple of years. But uh, at the end of the day, what it what it's taken to have him on your team, whether you drafted him late second, early third last year, um, you probably got him really, really cheap earlier this season, even up to a month ago. Um, I made a trade in one league with Rocky where uh, he was making a push and I gave up uh, Kareem Hunt for uh, St. Brown in a, a late second. And uh, I feel fine about that now. We're, we're rebuilding, so I definitely want the younger asset with a, an opportunity to have some runway. So I, I would be certainly looking at if I had somebody else's early second and I'm contending, sure. I'll, I'll send that over and, and I'll take, especially with uh does it look like Reynolds is likely out or definitely out this week? Gotcha. Mute bill. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll, I'll look that up for Josh. Um, or Josh Reynolds, but uh looks like he's headed to the IR, COVID IR. So we'll see what happens there for Josh Reynolds. But um yeah, I it's interesting. I think I'm like super almost anti I've kind of chalked this up to a little bit like um when the Giants were had no wide receivers and um, and I'm blanking on his mind. Um, Evan Ingram got all those targets. And so he, everybody thought he was going to be the next big thing um, just because he put up the stats as a rookie. And that usually indicates that they're pulling, you know, if they're that good when they're a rookie, they're pulling targets. Um, that's very promising for the future. Problem is there's no other options. And, and I kind of feel like that's the case here with Amon Ra. Like I, I'm, I'm very happy with him being like a piece. Um, what's he going to be? He's, he's going to be a slot. Um, is he going to be Jarvis Landry? I mean, we could hope um, like that would be like, I think the ceiling for him. Um, 
you know, I was listening to a good football show today and they were talking about that. He's the first rookie wide receiver to have eight receptions for in four straight games since uh, Odell Beckham. So, I mean, it's kind of an interesting uh, stat there uh, for him. Um, he is not Odell Beckham. Well, I think we'll all agree with that, but um, I mean, he look, he's commanding it, right? Like he's performing. He's not just the targets. He's not inefficient. He's, catching a high percentage of his targets. And so, I mean, there is some promise there. And so I, I, I'm definitely not paying a first for him. I, I don't believe, I mean, even when Jarvis Landry had done in a couple seasons, I don't think people were even, I don't think you were getting a first for him. Like that's just how people didn't really believe in him. So, um, so I think he's gotta be a second, um, I guess I can buy into an early second. I my first reaction was mid second, um, and at that point, like, what's it really? Really, what's the difference? Um, if you really believe in the guy, go ahead and throw a little, you know, a little extra into it. But um, yeah, I don't. I would have a hard time paying a first for him because there's just so many wide receivers, and I don't necessarily feel like he's going to be a difference maker long term. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And uh, I mean, they get they got rid of all their pass catchers this year, minus Hawkinson. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they saw something that they really liked in him when they drafted him, or what the deal will be, or if they were just really setting themselves up to prepare for the draft this coming year and make that run. That's my bet. And then you see, like when he is doing this performing, like I mean, this is when Hawkinson's been out as well. So, mm. like you know, there's really no one commanding the targets other than him. So um, it'll be uh, swift gone, you know, like everybody's gone. So, uh, so yeah, I'm interested to see what he'll do next year. Um, It may help him. I mean, I don't think he can get any more efficient than he has been, Mm -hmm. you know, if they add skill around him, but um, maybe it opens things up for him and he can, um, you know, maybe get some longer uh, depth of target target passes. So we'll see. Um, but that's all we have in Detroit. So, um, he's who we have to root for. Um, all right. Uh, next one from Jacob Sanderson at FF underscore RTDB. Um, oh, here are 10. Is this something that you put here? I did. Um, yeah. So he's got a list here in his tweet. So I, I didn't want to give you a preview. I'm going to make you do this, uh, okay. in real time. So, so he's you got go ahead and there. read it. Yeah, list of 10 guys and kind of a would you rather. So based on um, keep trade cuts, uh, rankings, or valuations, 10 players that are similarly valued right now to Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, so would you rather have Amon Ross St. Brown or Chase Claypool in a 12-team PPR Superflex? Oh, I'd rather have Claypool. I'm, I'm a sucker for um, the big wide receivers that, you know, can do those X wide receivers. And so – yeah, I would definitely rather have him. I think he's more likely to be a game changer. Okay. I feel like the next one's pretty easy as well. Uh, as an aging asset, would you rather have DeAndre Hopkins or Emin Ross St. Brown? Oh, I'd rather get one year of Hopkins. <laughs> That's, <laughs> I mean, I, Hopkins, totally. Uh, this one is a little bit more interesting to me. Would you rather have the uh, enigma of Michael Thomas or Emin Ross St. Brown? Man, this is like, I mean, I would honestly, I would... Like just as a player on my team, I would rather have St. Brown. 
Um, value wise, like if I've been playing value, I'd much rather have Michael Thomas because if he starts doing what he does, I can get rid of him. Um, but he's not a player I want on my team just because I think he's super combustible. And I think yep. that I, I never know when he's not going to play the rest of the season. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I would probably take the shot on Ross St. Brown as well. Uh, so again, 12 team PPR. So big play Mike Williams. Uh, wondering where he goes next or Amon Ross St. Brown? Jeez. I mean, I got I might go St. Brown now. Um Okay. Yeah. For the longevity or what's Well, uh, I just think so Mike Williams is a guy who gets hurt all the time. And he's finally popped a few times. When he's healthy, he pops. But then at the same time, like if is this his last year in San Diego or in Los Angeles? Yep. And if so, where does he go? That is that a good change or a bad change? Like I don't know the answer to that because, from what I understood, this offense was going to almost use him as their their Julio Jones kind of right and like the scheme. And you know, early on, that's what happened, then just yep. kind of petered out. So like, I don't really know. Like, w- w- there's not a situation necessarily that I would go, oh, that's a great change, I guess. So okay. Uh, we'll switch it over to a different position now. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown or one Miles Sanders? Uh, I don't want any Miles Sanders. Like, okay. Yeah, I, I think St. Brown. Okay. Uh, what about Tony Pollard? Jeez. Um, I, pro- I mean, I'd probably go St. Brown. Yeah. Like, I like Pollard. Um, I'm not sure he's ever going to be a, a, like a one. So he's going to be the satellite guy. He's, I think he's going to be the secondary running back. Um, so I, I just, he'll never be like the one a, I don't think. And yeah. And so like, I hope he does cause I have him everywhere, but um, in reality, I'm not sure. Uh, but all these like ones I could like somebody, the wind blows this way. I, I might pick yep. the opposite. <laughs> you know what I mean? The early ones were easy to me. Yeah. Um, but where we're getting now, it's when the ones I'm picking St. Brown, yeah, uh, uh, I, Pollard's aging, but I, I think with his explosiveness, and he's he's generally been healthy, so I could I could probably, especially with the the dearth at running back, take the shot there. And if I get to use him for five or six games next year uh, and feel good about starting him because Zeke is injured or something, I, I would probably lean that way. Um, let's go. Uh, we'll switch it up again to tight end, and we'll, we'll just say a mild tight end premium, kind of like a, either Superflex Army or or like the OG league here. So like what 1.5, I think is what we've got in those. Yep. Uh, so Noah Fant and Dallas Goddard, either of those over Amon Ross St. Brown. I think I would take them both. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Pretty easily. I think. Yeah. Especially if there's any kind of premium, if it's straight PPR, uh, I could, I think I still go with the consistency of the tight end and knowing that they've got established roles in their offenses at this point. Um. He threw this one in here. Any first round pick. I think you and I are both on the same page there. If somebody offered us a first for him, we would take that and run. Yeah. Um, and then in Superflex, so we'll do quarterback for the last couple. Carson Wentz or Derek Carr? How do they line up against St. Brown for you? Oh, I would take the quarterbacks. I mean, I think that like there's just too many wide receivers. And I'm not like, you know, like I said earlier, I'm not sold on him being some game changing wide receiver. So he's interchangeable with probably 20 wide receivers in my opinion. So I'd rather roll the dice on a starting quarterback. I agree, especially in super flex. So 
yeah, interesting list there to read through. Yeah, a couple were pretty straightforward, and then some where it's like you, you start to see kind of the mixture that he's in. So when you start yeah, putting actually, groups like that. It actually put it in perspective a little bit more. I actually am surprised that I I picked him in some of those. Um, those That was a good list. Uh, so Thanks, well Jacob. done to uh, Jacob. Yeah. And well done to you for picking it. Okay, so there was a little bit of a hullabaloo on Twitter about um, about people making moves after they've been eliminated from the playoffs. And so I'm just reading one entry from this thread um, of a person who is anti-making moves if you are no longer in the playoffs. Fantasy Maestro at Fantasy Maestro underscore. And let me be clear, I'm not sure this is a shtick uh, account or not, um, but... If you enjoy allowing eliminated teams to still have an impact on who wins the championship, then you simply do not understand competition. If you cannot see how stupid that is, I can't help you. Tell me how many major sports leagues allow playoff trading. So, um, I mean, but this was just one entry, like a back and forth from a lot of people. And, you know, it, it w- did not want to hear any argument from uh, the other side you know, saying, well, you know, adds a different dynamic, you know, all of that. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts, I guess? And then we can kind of. Well, you caught me, Bill. This is my burner account. Um... Oh, good. <laughs> so I know what your thoughts are. <laughs> no. Uh, some of it, I think, comes down to the type of league you're in. But you will even talk to like a, a redraft or a yearly season long. Um, I think Josh mentioned a couple weeks ago. I mean, you, you paid for a season's worth of fun. Have a season's worth of fun. Uh, if you're really that keyed in on winning, then then make your moves, right? Uh, you know, queue up your your waivers, place your bids, uh, be a week ahead of everybody who's going to do stuff, um, and uh, you know, go gung ho and go go all in on it. Um, and if if you're not going to pay that close of attention and you just expect it to be given to you, then you know what? Uh, maybe you get a little bit of what you deserve here. Um, if it's dynasty there, there's no question. I mean, you, waivers, trades, whatever, you know, my stance is dynasty is a year long exercise. It, it, you are continually building your team. Um, so there should be an opportunity to do that all year long. Um, I think for some people, uh, maybe this year with COVID it has finally like highlighted that a little bit where they didn't give it that credence before, um, you know, seeing some of these teams that have just you know, their IR is just as long as their starting lineup and it's probably a better IR list than they have in their starting lineup for the playoffs. Um, but I think my, my short answer is uh, if you don't want it to happen, there are plenty of platforms and tools that will help you not let it happen. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, if this we're in this for fun, you know, unless you're high stakes, you know, $500 buy-in or something like that, or you're going for five, six figures or uh, then you know your your definition of fun is very different than mine. But even if you were, you still have the option as a uh, an adult to make a decision on the leagues you join. And so, like, if you join a league that has that rule where you can trade in the playoffs, then you know that's on you for joining that league. You know, and I agree. Like, I mean, I think dynasty there should be no argument. Like, especially if you enter into a league with those settings. Yes. Um, like there's just no argument in my opinion as to it being wrong. Um, you know, I, I, I was on the opposite side of you and, um, Josh, when it came to the, 
the redraft or like so but keeper leagues i i feel like you should because you could be adding somebody that you end up wanting to keep odds are you that's not the case but but i think there's a a fair argument to be be made there but then i also understand if you're in a long term league with a bunch of your buddies there's some gamesmanship just to be done in there so like i can appreciate that and like i have a friend who's been or like i've been in a league with um some of my college friends since 1993 and so like i mean we're, we're gonna do everything we can to screw with each other Heck you know yeah. so it's it's that's just part of the fun and and so like i, I don't know I, I think like anybody having this strong of an opinion typically isn't gonna like them and I will not agree very often because I just never feel like there's a black and white answer to pretty much anything. So, <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's uh reevaluate your decisions at that point. You got to be able to reflect and realize what are you really getting uptight over here? Yeah. Um, you know, there are so many other things right now in this world that you could get passionate and excited about, um, you know, a transaction or two. It, that screws you out of you know an extra hundred or two hundred dollars in your final maybe if you end up second versus first, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I I just think ultimately it's down to you to, um, you know, decide what type of league you want to be in, and if you don't want to be in it, but somebody else does, more power to them. You know, like I mean, who am I to tell you what you're supposed to like? So <laughs> yeah, um, I think that. I'm I'm for small government there. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <Laissez> a fair. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, the next one is from Dynasty Football at DK Dkeezy. Uh Benching Barkley for Rojo seems wrong in a final, but and that's just the that was just it. So um, I think there's a lot of people in the finals that are going to have these types of issues. Like I mean, there's a lot of running backs, whether it's Rojo. Penny, um, um, Sony Michelle, you know, or Daria Agumbawale, you know, like there's players like that. Like you got to decide, are they worth playing over somebody you've had on your roster all year and has helped you, but maybe has been struggling recently on a struggling offense. And um, so like, where do you make that, you know, distinction mm. is like, how far are you willing to go? uh in a final to pick that based on matchup or situation versus you know starting in your stud yeah for for this one uh I, I don't think anybody is calling saquon a stud uh 16 weeks in this year from his performances so uh for me i, I am absolutely fine in this scenario you know starting rojo uh over him or somebody like that I actually have Saquon in a league that I'm in the finals in with uh, some old friends here where I'm looking at, uh, I'm watching Kareem Hunt to see what happens. Does he, did he practice today? I haven't looked. I'm hoping he practices before Sunday because I, I would much prefer to put Kareem Hunt in against Steelers on Monday night and feel like I have a last desperate shot if I need it over Saquon on Sunday against, uh, you know, the Chicago, Chicago Bears who I actually picked up their defense um, going into this game. So uh, I, I will tell you, it hurt me uh, a few years ago uh, in the same league as two QB league. And uh, I went through this stress looking at Aaron Rodgers, who's my QB one. Uh, but I had Ryan Fitzpatrick with a sweet matchup. And I sat Fitzpatrick because Rodgers got me here. Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. You know, you, you, you don't mess with 12. And uh, I lost because 
Rodgers did not score as well as Fitzpatrick, and, and that happened to be the difference that year. Uh, I will tell you that one instance has not made me change. I will typically go with the ones that got me there. Um, so if I do have a stud that has got me here, you know, um, if they're, if they have a tough matchup, you know, I, I'm not sitting Austin Eckler this week if he plays and he's, I don't care who he plays. He could play, you know, the number one run defense and I'm going to put him in there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, for somebody who like Saquon, he has name cachet at this point. It's, it's tough to see a guy like that struggle. I, I really like the guy coming out of college. I love the athleticism. Um, but yeah, I, I will personally be looking at, do I have a better option than Saquon? I've been looking at the waiver wire too. And I think, uh, this is the gamesmanship. I've got some of these guys. It's only a 10 team league. And these guys have already vultured any other startable uh, running backs that I could possibly think of. Um, so it's, uh, it is what it is. So I've got, uh, I've got Kareem Hunt sitting on the bench and I'm waiting to see what happens with his practice this weekend. Yeah, that's, uh, it's interesting, like this this year more than any, I've really gone like zero RB, which has been a good year to do that. Um, so I don't have to make that decision too often. Um, wide receivers are pretty cut and dry, in my opinion. Like you pretty much know when to start them or not. It's the running backs are always going to be the challenge. Um, so, but I do have a few where I have to make those decisions. Um, and it, it's, it's a struggle. And I usually lean towards p- taking my studs because I'd rather go down uh, picking the best player. Um, I just don't feel like I'm savvy enough to know the matchup, how much it's worth. Um, and so just with that being the case, I usually choose to err on the side of the player I think is better, um, which is obviously helped and hurt over the years. So yeah, it's just a crapshoot a little bit in it my is. opinion. So, but another thing that I just thought of when, well, when you brought it up was, you know, you plan, you saying you plan on playing Rojo on Monday night. Is that who it was on Monday night? Uh, Kareem Hunt. Oh, Browns. Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Browns and Steelers. Isn't there the concern, and maybe not Kareem Hunt, but just in general, like, are you concerned about starting players on Monday night and not being able to react if there's a COVID scare? Like, that's something that, like, I'm really taking into account this week. Like, is that something? Because if not, if the, something happens, like you're just you're out of position there, and that could cost you the the final. Yeah, I I, I believe Hunt already. Uh, I don't think he's had COVID, but he's been on the list. So I guess if he could get on the list again, that would suck. Um, so I, I guess I should probably look at the waivers and see if I still have the ability to get Dearness Johnson or something yeah. like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I that's definitely something I have not really thought about going into Monday night. Uh, I think my typical mindset has been. I love having Sunday night, Monday night players because it feels like I've got, you know, a few more, few more shots at, at you know, yeah. to come back here if I need it. But that's a totally valid point that I, you know, I, I didn't think through right now is uh, with everything on the line, do I have a, a backup plan if, you know, Sunday morning something does come up or again, do I have uh, somebody from the other team? Not, I don't even know who I'd want to have uh, from the Steelers because I guess, um, who is it? Who are they? Uh, McFarland is on the COVID list right now. So yeah. hopefully Najee doesn't get there. Keep right. Away. Um, but yeah, that yeah, I I'll have to look back through and see Indian see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> or Kalen Balaj, right? Oh my gosh. But what if? Yeah, I mean, that's totally something. Like, I mean, that I've I've definitely been paying attention to, and like, I just have this feeling. Like, it, it might just be one player or something like that. But I just have a feeling we're gonna have people losing their championships because of Monday night, and. You know, the news comes out at like 5 p.m. or something that so or 
maybe yeah. even earlier in the day, so-and-so tested. Oh, yeah, Sunday night, going into the Sunday night game, all of a sudden the Steelers wide receiver room is all on <laughs> COVID Yeah, protocol. decimated. So then everybody's scrambling to pick up, like, uh, uh, I don't know, like Higgins James, yeah. from, <laughs> from Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun, and it's just gonna be chaos, and that's 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 awesome to me. Um, but I can't say like I have a team that was six and eight going into the playoffs, and um, and it was just based on record. I was a six seed because everybody Dang. else just got destroyed, and um, I'm now in the final. Like Heck it's yeah. just it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's just. It, the point is, it was it has nothing to do with my skill. It has to do with just the craziness that's happened over yeah. the last month, and the plans have aligned uh, for my team. and And so it's it's just a um, this is this year even more than last year, in my opinion, is pure luck. Um, I mean, you can like I was in a final last week where I had like seven guys with COVID, and the other team had zero. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just yeah. I had dominated that league, but then I ended up losing. So it's just, it's just, that's the year. And we just, but it's, it's highly entertaining. So like, I'm not complaining at all. Like I'm, I'm enjoying the ride, I guess. So that's all you can do. Right. I mean, yes, you can't get totally. yourself uptight about stuff you can't control. That is correct. So, all right, let's move on to the next one. Um, this is from Justin at J underscore 27. I'm in a championship game of a fantasy football league and have James Robinson, a non-playoff team, jumped me in the waivers to pick up Agumba Wale this week. It's a dynasty league, but should I be suspicious about this move? Um, so thoughts, Drew? Suspicious how? You have to define what suspicious means. Like, is that person out to try to sabotage your chances? Heck yeah, they are. You're competing. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's um, uh, definitely what he means. Uh, we kind of had it back and forth, um, you know, because I responded. And he was just like, you know, like, why is he even doing this? Like, what's well, Dynasty League? People, maybe he feels Ogumbawale's, um the the next in line to be get all the touches next year. So he's okay having him on his roster. Yeah. You know, who's, you can't answer. Maybe you that. sent a trash trade two years ago and now this is his <laughs> chance to get back at you. Yeah. And it could just be as simple as that. He's being a prick. And, <laughs> and, and that's okay too. Yeah. You know, uh, and, I'm absolutely looking at, you know, I'm looking at one of my leagues where I was, I was rebuilding this year. Uh, I've got the 101 next year and I've moved a bunch of people to IR and I, I have picked up a bunch of IDP guys that I hope maybe they have somebody in front of them retire or somebody gets traded and, uh, I'm absolutely scouring for uh, anything that I can that I think might have any sort of value when it comes yep. to draft time next year. And you know what? If I if I get to play a little bit of a spoiler uh, or add a wrinkle to the finals week, that's how I get to participate and have some fun. So uh, yeah, 100% be you know you should be thinking that somebody else is going to be doing that. If you're not a little paranoid in Dynasty, uh, you're not <laughs> doing it right. <laughs> yeah, it's um, he actually asked me. Um, would you support a rule where a non-playoff team acquiring a player in weeks 15 through 17 would have to keep that player rostered for one or two weeks into the following season? 
I mean, it's an interesting rule. I'm not going to deal with that because if I, as a commissioner, I don't want to keep track of that shit. Um, but like, I feel like that's over managing um, mm-hmm. because so much can change in the summer. You yep. know what I mean? Like the news that he blew out his Achilles, somebody's going to cut him, you know? Yep. Um, that's why you use was, tab like, and you have a minimum bid amount. I mean, that happened in um, uh, Superflex Army. I was going to bid on Agumbawale just to out, I outbid you, you guys. And then <laughs> somebody else came in and swooped him up. And I was like, all right. You know, like, I mean, maybe we would have played him. I don't. I don't know. We don't need running back help, Bill. We're fine. We're set at running back in that league. Well, I don't know if I was either. I don't know. I think we're, we're fine not. too. But but point point being was I was doing it to prevent Absolutely. you guys from getting it. Absolutely. And and then somebody that wasn't in the playoffs swooped in and got them. So good for like, them. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know, it's just uh, that's just part of the game, and I can't yeah. fault that person for doing that. No way. Maybe they. Um, Maybe they think one of us wants to trade for him now, you know, like, I mean, that's the other part. If you have no trade deadline, I mean, everything's fair game. So, Absolutely. so yeah, it was, it was an interesting back and forth. Um, he seemed a little perturbed by it and I get it, but that's part of the game, I think. Yeah. It's what happens when you don't want to, when you don't hear what you want to hear. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, there was uh, definitely some, uh, some emotion in the, in the, the tweets. So, um, I just thought that was interesting and I, but I think you and I are on the same page there. Okay. And you got something, uh, the next one. Yeah. So, uh, Ray G at Ray GQ, uh, he asked a question here. I didn't put a poll with it. Just kind of an open-ended how many of y'all in your fantasy championship matchups split the pot with whoever you're matched up against. And I think this was interesting going back to, uh, you know, the randomness in general, but especially this year with, so much out of our control with COVID. Uh, I'm just curious, uh, has that come up for you at all, Bill? Uh, I know you, you know, certainly in Superflex Army, we haven't had any exchange about that. I've personally never had anybody offer that to me, and I've never thought to offer that to anybody else. I've seen it happen and, uh, in, uh, in other leagues with friends, but I've typically been, uh, you know, I play to win or I want to go, I want to go for it all. But uh, honestly, I, if Lindsey Kennedy offered me a, a pot chop and, in the OG league, I would think hard about it based on where my team is compared to hers. Uh, but I was curious, uh, you know, you've been in this a little bit longer than I have. So what, what's your exposure experience been with that? I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I've seen it happen and it doesn't bother me any, like, I mean, once you get to that point, there's no, um, you're not screwing anybody else over. Um, you know what I mean? It's just, there's X number of dollars. You guys can allocate it how you want, whether you do it, through the league or you do it afterwards. Like, I don't, I don't find that to be any sort of collusion or anything, you know, it's just, is that something that you, you look to do or that you like to do in finals? I don't do that often. Um, I actually did it. I just <laughs> actually made it an offer in one league this year, just because COVID has just been so yeah. crazy. And this, the difference between first place and second place is so vast mm-hmm. um, financially. I was like, why don't we, condense it a little bit you know we'll both be happy you know if we lose we i mean i'm the favorite so i think it was probably he was more than willing to mm-hmm. accept it but um i just feel like you know it i don't have a problem with it like i don't feel yeah. like there's yeah. anything wrong with it i don't do it often 
Um, I, I have done it with friends, you know, like friends that I've known forever. Yeah. Um, just because it's like, yeah, I just want to kick your ass. It doesn't really matter. The yeah. Money, so let's yeah, just the, split the, the trophy money. matters more, right? Exactly. Um, but this year was the first time just because of COVID. Like, yeah, it's such a crapshoot that it's just like, eh. Yeah. And, and that specific league, because the, the difference between first and second was such a big difference. Yeah, so. I think this is definitely a year to consider it if you haven't before. Um, you know, uh, the responses he got, Ray got over 100 responses real quick, uh, yeah. you know, all across the spectrum. Uh, but it, what I will say is it was really encouraging to see some of the responses where folks were saying, you know what, uh, it, it's not about the money, right? It's about the camaraderie or, you know, I am in it to win it, but really having my name on the, the champion's banner is more important than, you know, a couple hundred dollar difference. Um, yeah. So fun to see the community get on board there and you know what, maybe there is somebody who, uh, you know, needs or wants this more uh, financially, which is great. You know what? Exactly. Go for it. Uh, so I love that part of it. Um, so it was a fun, fun thread to read through. Um, and uh, definitely something that if something does come up this year, I would definitely consider if the folks do it. But yeah, like I said, I've, I've not really done it in the past. But if there were ever a year to do it, this definitely feels like the year. Yeah. And that league, actually, the guy is the commissioner. And um he felt funny. He's like, is this collusion? I'm like, it's absolutely not collusion. But I'm like, if you don't feel comfortable with like, I didn't know, like just because he's a commissioner and then, and that sort of thing, I was like, you know, after I beat you, I'll just send you the difference through PayPal, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Nobody has to know. Right. Yeah. We don't have to make, of course I just advertised it on a a podcast, (laughs) but like, you know, regardless, like it's, you know, I don't think it should matter. And, and we don't know people's financial situation. That difference in in that split could be heat yep. for somebody's house. You know, yep. like they fell into hard times during the season or something. We don't know. Yep. So totally. Um, I'm totally okay with stuff like that. I, I am sure there's other people that say y'all are a bunch of, you know, whatever for doing that, you know, whatever. winner take all At kind me. of stuff. At and, me. At me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> uh but but yeah, I think that's a good topic, and I, I, I think that um, I'm fine with whatever people do. Um, okay, Matt at Matty Uno um, says Jonathan Taylor is on every single one of my dynasty rosters in the championship this week, hoping and praying we avoid an outbreak. So yeah, the COVID yeah. scare is real. So I was just curious, um, how many how many finals are you in? Uh, I'm in six. Okay. And uh, is there a particular players that are notably highly rostered for you? Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I need him to live in a bubble. I need him to stay the heck away from his brother and his shenanigans <laughs> and whatever else could possibly hinder him from putting up 40 points this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. It's, it, it is stress free or stressful because like if, if that one particular player gets hit, uh, it could be an issue. Yeah, I'm sunk. So I just I just used uh, Dynasty Planet for their uh, roster thing and for the the leagues I'm in, and I have five Duke Johnsons in seven leagues, but I don't really count him as one of my major uh, players. But um, I have four uh, George Kittle and four Tyreek mm. Hill. So yep. Um, yep. those Chiefs are, stay healthy. Chiefs yeah. stay healthy. <laughs> yeah. So those. Those are the two that I'm really, you know, hoping. Yeah, uh, I've got uh, Justin Jefferson in three of them. Okay. 
So he's another one I need. Yeah, though I'm just trying to see what else. Um, really, nobody else of note until I get down to like two. So yeah, I've got my like everybody is on IR too. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. I think Montgomery's my most rostered running back. Him and Javante. I think I've got Javante in three or four of the finals. I've got Montgomery in probably three of the finals. Um, so, yeah, so some players that can make an impact. But, you know, ultimately, I, I just want good football this weekend. Yeah, me too, man. It's uh, just like one week without uh, None the, the COVID. Nonsense. But that's not happening. We know that. And um, so we'll see what happens. Um you know, you brought up Montgomery, and this is an interesting, just going back to kind of the trading during the playoffs, um, me and John Bauer were kind of bouncing back and forth in one of the leagues. Um, I think it was um, a safe league. Um, okay. And I was in the semis, and I had been trying to get Montgomery because, again, I was just like, uh, I did not draft any really. Oh, I had Dobbins, who's hurt, and, you oh, know, some other players. Yeah. and. Um, he offered me Montgomery and I didn't pull the trigger. And that was the difference between me advancing in the finals or um, that's happened multiple times now, apparently. So, um, so <laughs> I almost wonder if I'm going to overcorrect next year. Um, and I'll have to make, remember that make more moves. Although <laughs> <laughs> I um, went a little nutso in one league because I had, I mean, I'm not a favorite going in and, um, I figure I'm here. I may as well uh, take a shot. And so I traded um, a second and two thirds for uh, Sony and um, Jeff Wilson. Cause I have no yeah. running backs. Like, yeah. Um, and then I traded my first for a B and I get a second. Um, and in uh, from something. a non play playoff team um, in 2023. So yeah. Um, I feel like I got as good of a, a lineup as I can have now. Um, yep. but so, and it kind of feels good to make those moves. Cause you're like, okay, well, at least I did what I could and, yep. um, you know, we'll see what happens, but, um, it's an exciting week for sure. When you have some teams in the finals. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll get off of that. Um, and I threw one out at the end. Um, <laughs> William Spencer the third at hype finest um, fantasy questions. Do you guys hide your roster until the last minute? For example, the guy I'm playing against in my CBS league is benching his roster. So I can't see the lineup. Is that a sound strategy you guys use? Uh, nope, I don't. I just put my best lineup in and call it a day. And I adjust throughout the week as news hits. Um, yeah. Drew. Yeah, I think with the volume of leagues that I'm in, uh, which for me, I mean, double-digit leagues is is plenty, and that keeps me so busy. So I think as soon as I can on Tuesday, I'm putting in whatever I think is my best lineup uh, in case life happens or something else yep. happens. Uh, does not – I know there are a lot of people last week, you know, with the holidays and stuff, people missed out on switching James Conner out the last minute, which I saw that hurt in a lot some of folks, leagues. Um, yeah. which I, I benefited from that in a couple of leagues, and it, it felt – Felt a little, little gross knowing like it's, it's Christmas. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I don't ever want to be in that place. And plus I, I just want to make sure that I have a good lineup too. I know a lot of leagues, you know, we're, we're trying to move away from some of the intentional tanking and, and stuff like that. So you want to put a, a good league, a uh, good team out there, you know, as a commissioner, I, I appreciate when folks do that in our leagues. 
Uh, so I want to do that in other people's leagues. But uh, I would say the most the most gamesmanship I ever do with my roster or my starting lineup is sometimes I'll put a fringe flex person in to start so that somebody that I want to trade with sees them as a starter so they think that I value them more or something like that. That's probably about as, as far as I go playing with my lineups during uh, any part of the season. But I've never done the whole like bench everybody or put all my scrubs in until the last minute. Yeah. I, I think at, at this point you're not going to, I'm not making really any decisions um, to block the other team. Like I'm putting out my best lineup and whatever happens, like, I mean, because if it was different where the, the, uh, <laughs> um, if I lost my train of thought, um, <laughs> If y'all could see what just popped up in the chat. <laughs> so what were we talking about? Uh, you're you're setting your lineup. You're not focused on your opponent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not setting up a – like, it's different. Like, you know, back in the day, you had, like, maybe one or two wide receivers that got all the passes, right? So, like, could I set up a wide receiver to block a quarterback? Well, it would be easier then. But now everybody spreads it around so much that it's just so difficult to um, – you know, it's it's just difficult to pick the right blocker for another the other lineup. So I'm just putting the best lineup out. Yeah. Um, that thank you, MJ23, for your comment. Um, Glad that you're watching. Startled us. me. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, on that note, we uh, we just knocked out another episode, and you and I made it over an hour. We did, we did beat our yeah. record from last week. Uh, we're a little more prepared coming in this week. Uh, we had many more tweets to talk about, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, happy new year, brother. Yeah, man. Hopefully it's uh, safe and healthy for y'all. <laughs> Thanks, Lindsay. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah. What a way to go out with a bang on the end of the year. <laughs> Pun intended. Uh, <laughs> crazy that, uh, 2021 is done and hopefully 2022 is is good for everybody who's listening for you your family your your loved ones and the ones you care about and uh we look forward to picking up next week in 2022 with episode 112 and yeah definitely hoping uh josh gets gets himself back into uh yeah. you know game shape here and we can do the thing that we normally do and uh, hopefully we have some some trophies to show each other next week after this championship weekend yeah for sure so uh for everybody uh that joined us in the chat uh appreciate you guys uh popping in and uh for everybody listening to the podcast um thank you so much uh we really do appreciate you um it's been a little over two years that we've done the pod and and the youtube show um you know it's been a blast and you know so another season coming to an end. So it's, it's, you know, we always get to these times of year and kind of looking back and, you know, there's going to be some changes on the show uh, coming up where um, actually next episode will be my final episode for um, as a main host. Um, I'm going to be the Drew of the past and uh, be the uh, relief pitcher. So um I was hoping you maybe forget that detail. Oh, about me leaving the show permanent, like as a permanent host. Yeah, you know, maybe we get into the next year and you're you're committed for another year. Yeah, it's like Groundhog Day or something. Um, so, but no, it's 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 been awesome, and you know, just well, you know, 
I couldn't ask to be doing this with any better people. And there's been so many awesome people that watch the show and listen to it and are members of the FTC and all of that stuff. So, I mean, I'll still be around. I just won't be uh, in your face all the time. So, <laughs> um, so happy new year, everyone. You are truly appreciated. Um, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Drew, we are out of here. Late.